Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Charles Kelly Money Tips. It's a bit of a late uh, broadcast today because I've, I've had what, what you might call a long day, but more like sort of 13, 14 hours that I've been out in, in, in town in London, uh, attending meetings in, in the Houses of Parliament, in, in Parliament this evening, uh, which was a discussion regarding EU rights and what's going to happen to, to you, EU citizens after Brexit, Brexit and the law. What it, what comes next? It's called by the organised by the British Italian Conservatives, and it was a very interesting meeting. Had speakers like uh, Alberto Costa, the the MP, who uh, put forward an EU citizens' rights amendments bill, and he he is also the honorary president of the British Italian Conservatives. But Simon Davis, Law Society. Uh, uh, president of England and Wales, and 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 many other speakers. Uh, uh, Alessandro Belluzzo, who's the president of the Italian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we we also had Angela McFarland, who was the market director and chair of the Brexit Task Force for a company called IQVA, IQVA. And it, 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 all in all, it was a very interesting. Another speaker was a barrister called Mark Watson Gandhi. I'll talk more about him in a second. But overall, the uh, meeting went through uh, EU, uh, what's happening with EU negotiations and you know when these have to be completed by. Now, we know that this year we have uh, basically a year to get things sorted out and things will remain as they are for the year during this, this, uh, this period of, of period of grace, if you like, where we we stay as we are until the end of december but we have only until october to to negotiate a trade agreement and get that ratified in both parliaments in, and and agreed by european countries so it it's quite a tight task and uh, i understand from alberto costa that the these negotiations are taking place he said that the eu team under barnier have a, a very smart team behind them they have young smart lawyers who are tough negotiators, but equally we have uh, good people as well, uh, led by uh, David Frost, not the the old TV presenter. Hello, good evening, and welcome. Not him, but uh, another David Frost. And you know we we have some good lawyers in there as well, negotiating. And yeah, I, I think it will be tough, but at the end of the day, we do import more goods than we export, but we we do also export some of the more services than, than than we import. So we are a service-based economy. So we need to get that right. And one of the services is legal services, for instance, who who will uh, get to resolve disputes. Obviously, the lawyers are looking to, to, to make sure their business is protected. But one lawyer told me, uh, for instance, um, this was Professor Mark Watson Gandhi, who's a barrister, and, and he specializes in insolvency. And he said that, London is, is like the insolvency capital of the world. And we even have bankruptcy tourism here, German companies coming here to, to become insolvent. So 
he he wants that to continue, obviously. Uh, so th- th- these are the the sort of things we're, we're discussed tonight. It 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 is good that we know that these negotiations are taking place and they've been taken very seriously by by business. Uh, I asked a question about UK fishing rights and fishing waters, and I, I was assured by uh, one of the speakers that th- these will be protected, and we we will get back our fishing waters, probably much to the annoyance of French and Spanish fishing fleets. But I don't know. I I understood that Barnier was trying to hold that out as a bargaining tool and saying, well, look, we, we, if if you want full rights to to carry out services from the city then you might have to give up some of your fishing waters but that that remains to be seen i understand that from the speakers tonight that won't take place but i, I would like to to see what happens there um we, we also heard that citizens rights have been guaranteed this was because of an amendment put forward by uh alberto de costa mp and that, that's good news for the the, the the three million citizens living here i understand that uh 2.7 million people have applied for settled status. These are EU citizens. And of course, according to the BBC, they're all going to go home, weren't they? They're all going to leave the UK and go back to Poland and Romania and Italy and all these things. But that, that, that doesn't seem to be the case. People have, have started to make their life here. They've got jobs here. They've got work here. And even in a beautiful country like Italy, it's not easy to find work. There's high unemployment in Italy, Spain, and even parts of France. So, you know, they're here uh to, to to work and build a life and, and that's what many of them do and many of the british italians there tonight were applying for uh british citizenship even not, let alone settled status so so that's good news these are professional people we need professional people like that however there was a story today that uh, an italian who was i think 101 applied for citizenship and they were asked by the home office if they could get their parents to verify their status here in the uk well, obviously they make mistakes, but I understand that the Home Office have, have already processed two and a half million applications and they only refuse six of them. And and that's done on a lower fee. And I think it's unbelievable how many they have processed in, in quite a short time. And I hope that British citizens living in Europe will, will be accorded the same rights and courtesies. Uh, I, yes, I'm sure that the rights will be there, but whether the countries will follow the law as closely as we do and as tightly as we do uh, uh, remains to be seen but uh, let, let's see what happens in, in, in how that works out um, now I've also uh, noted that a lot of investment is still coming into the UK and you, you can read about this you can read how much investments is coming in this is despite the doom and gloom that you know investments are going to pour out of the UK we'll become second class citizens in the world we're losing our status in the world Well, that doesn't seem to be borne out by the evidence of investment coming in. And one of the speakers tonight was Angela McFarland, who's the market development director and chair of Brexit task force for a huge company called IV, uh, IQV. It's spelled I-Q-V-I-A. Now, they're one of the largest uh, pharmaceutical companies or life sciences companies in in the UK. And the UK is is the largest sector for this, this type of life sciences after America in the world. So it brings in multi-billions into the UK economy. It employs you know, hundreds of thousands of people. It's a very important sector. And she is involved in making sure, I think it, it brings in 74 billion to the UK and uh, it employs directly and indirectly 750,000 people. And we are the most productive set, or they are the most 
productive sector in the UK. So they, they are working towards making sure that, you know, they have uh, the ability to trade successfully after Brexit. But they're, they're currently investing something like four billion into life sciences in the UK. We have talent here. We have research talent here. So that's all good news for, for the UK and, and good news that, you know, uh, that we're looking forward to the positive future rather than sort of talking doom and gloom and, you know, uh, uh, that we hear from some, some of the Ramonas that everything is going to be a disaster. Well, I don't think it is. Now, earlier today I was in a meeting and sitting next to me were some people talking about, uh, I, I was with a property investor, but next on, on the next table in, the, in this hotel in London, just off Maryland High Street, was, were a couple of people talking about property investment in the UK. And they were talking on a much bigger level because they, was, they were talking about uh, private investors from all sorts of countries around there. One of them was Israel, in fact, that were investing millions in into London, into the city of London, into office buildings, into to uh, shopping centres outside of London and, and, and into the Midlands. And, you know, they've there's, there's more money available to invest in the UK than there are projects, probably. So that, that gave me a, a, a little smile there that, you know, the people who said, oh, money will pour out of the UK, it's, it's actually, it's the opposite. People are putting money into the UK because they see it as a safe haven for, for their money and, and they see it as a good place to invest and get a good return because it's a vibrant economy, it's the fifth largest economy in the world and it's a good place to invest. So, so that's good news. You, you might look at that and say, oh, well, all these foreign buyers coming in buying properties is pushing up the price of property for everybody else. Well, you, can, you know, you can't have it both ways, can you? If if you wanted to be a country where nobody wants to put their money into, then you're going to be worse off than the country where at least people are putting their money in, into the UK. So so there you go. Um, that's just a bit of good news about the UK and that there is life after Brexit. And this year we'll see the negotiations continue and hopefully come up with a, a decent trade deal for our, our service sectors, which is very important. You know, it, it employs a lot of people in the UK, the city of London. And of course, our fishermen and, and farmers and, and manufacturers. We want to see uh, working with European partners, trading and uh, working with Europe, but not being controlled by Europe. And that, that's what really Brexit is all about. So thanks for listening. This is Charles Kelly. Bring your money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Good night and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 